So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media. Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's going on? Nothing. Nothing? Certainly not. This week on Dueling Review, we take a look at Lost Boys number one. Santa Carla, California is on edge. The eccentric coastal town and haven for the undead was finally returning to normal after its last supernatural scuffle that left the local coven's head vampire dead and gave newcomers Michael and Sam Emerson a housewarming, both violent and bizarre. Now the brothers must once again team up with militant vampire hunters Edgar and Alan Frog when a new gang of ruthless, stunning, life-sucking nightcrawlers known as the Blood Bells emerges from the aftermath to collect Michael's love interest and their lost sister, Star. I don't know, did you read Lost Boys? Yeah. What'd you think of that? What? 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 I don't know, man. So this is the sequel to the movie, right? right? So it takes place, I guess, a couple months later, six months later. Mm, yeah, it can't be too much later. Something like that. Yep. And um, there's a new group of vampires in town. <laughs> and they're going I, after the old people, the vampire hunters that we never knew existed from the first movie. Right. It turns out that Grandpa Emerson, who, by the way, doesn't look anything like that actor in these pages. Oh, I got a lot to say about that. Is actually a vampire hunter. Which is why, which is why his closing line, all the damn vampires is a thing, apparently, because I guess it is. And apparently there's werewolves and, um, Frankenstein monsters. Or maybe, I don't know know if we're supposed to believe the old old people get together to to talk about their vampire killings. I don't know if we're supposed to believe that they're just a bunch of crackpots. No, I think they're, I think they're, they're strangely on. were vampires. No, I think they're, I think it's supposed to mean that they're vampire hunters. Cause the frog brothers, or at least his uh, grandson wants to get into the, uh, vampire hunter society. And all the old vampire hunters are like, we don't want no young kids in this town being in part of our vampire thing because we're old and new kids scare us. Even 84 kids scare us because I wet myself. Well, they they also turned down someone named Nico Petropolis, whoever that is. But I, you know what this. And then the like. vampires kill all the old people, and Granddad <laughs> dies in front of his grandson. And the yes. final words are, "You darn kids, get off my alleyway." No, I think it's. You Marty, carry on Marty, the, kids. <laughs> you carry on the tradition of stabbing them vampires real good. Go to Sunnydale. Stab them stabity people. 
And yeah. What'd you think about the story? It doesn't feel like it's grounded in the same sense of reality that the original movie was because the frog brothers in the movie, uh, initially until we find out grandpa's last line, which I have always thought of as just kind of a nice joke ending for the weird, crazy old man until the frog brothers get involved and say vampires are real dude. It it's played as the real world. It's played as, you know, California in 1987. And then we have this one weird element that pops up and this story doesn't feel like that. This story (laughs) feels like, it doesn't. This story feels to me like, you know, okay, this is what it is. Back in the day, um, many people won't know this because they're not old like us. People used to do comic book adaptations of movies. And sometimes those comic book adaptations of movies would continue. And instead of following the continuity of the movie, it would be something entirely whacked yeah, it's out. it's called different. Star Wars. Star Trek. Right. James Bond. Entirely whacked out different stuff because it's a different medium, different creators, and they're playing with different tropes. That is what we have here because at the end of Lost Boys, they've wrapped up all of the regular arc stuff that we've seen. Right. You know, they've saved Laddie and they've they've uh, brought Star back to life and all this stuff and they've defeated the head vampire. By the way, spoilers. But this book doesn't necessarily, I don't know, it just doesn't, it maybe feels, it's the art. Yeah, I think it's the art that's most of it. Because if you think about it from the story perspective, mm-hmm. everyone's still kind of practicing. Everybody wants to be, you know, a vampire hunter in the in the old uh, vampire hunter club. Um, there are vampires that, from what we see, act the same way as the previous vampires do. They slash, they bite, uh, they, they hover rip. and fly, right? Um, they slash, they buy, they we see that the, that the, that oh. the, uh, oh, main central kids are trying mm-hmm. to move on with their lives with jobs. Michael's working at a nursing home. He's still dating yeah. scar, a uh, star, uh, wolf boy is still being wolf boy. And, right. um, um, what's the main kids? The name? attack Michael? of Eddie monster. No, Sam, Sam is, um, Sam is working is, at the comic shop. Right. So, and he's still an obnoxious jerk. And in the, in the process, um, you know, vampires attack and then they're going to have to go on a vampire hunting thing. So from that perspective, it makes sense uh, from right. a story perspective. Now from the um, mythological horror aspect of the movie, that doesn't carry over into this comic, right? And I, that may be part of it that's missing. But from a story perspective, I, I think it follows along in line with what has happened before and seems like a natural follow-up sequence. However... I think the art really ruins it because uh, there's likeness rights obviously involved in this. So none of right. the characters look like anything from the movie. And so right. when you're looking at Sam, you're like, Who, who's this? And when you're looking at the Frog Brothers, you're like, wait, which one's Corey Feldman and which one's Corey Haim? And when you're right. looking at Michael, it's like, who's this guy? The only one that well, comes close is Star. But everyone else is like not, totally not off base. Close. Star does not look like that actress. I had a terrible crush on that actress in the 80s. Yeah, so the art, I think, kind of brought everything down for me in this issue. But from the story perspective, I think it's okay. It's no worse than a Buffy uh, season one episode. Ooh. 
I don't know, man. I don't know, Streaky. There, it may just be some ineffable something about it, and it may be partly the fact that it's not 1987 anymore. I feel like some of some of the dialogue and some of the references that are designed specifically to put us in a mindset of remember that Lost Boys movie do feel a little stilted, and I feel like just the tone of the piece. And again, this is just the first issue of six. Is that right? Something like that. I hope it's not an so, ongoing. Ah, uh, I, I doubt it. It, it. It's entirely possible. I mean, I know we're going to get six. I know we're going to get six, right? But unless this thing yep. sells incredibly well, it's right. not going to be an ongoing. I don't think it will sell incredibly well. I think it will sell good numbers with the people who actually, you know, are totally into comic books and the Lost Boys. And I'm not saying that they, that you can't be. I just didn't feel like this hit the mark for me tonally and in terms of the dialogue. I feel like your 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 reservations about the art are 100% solid. Not only does it, the art have some weirdnesses to it, like Sam. Don't get me wrong. Corey Haim was a handsome young lad, and he did have a big forehead, but he did not have the five head. That is is portrayed in this particular book, and uh, I mean, I as just, far as I'm art goes, if you're not trying to compare these to the movie actors and actresses, the art is fine. I mean, people look like people, and and buildings look like buildings, and everything is fine as far as composition and art wise goes. But for you and me, it sounds like because of the likeness issues, it's off putting because we know There's, that movie. There's also something about eyes throughout this issue that are just never quite right. I am They're not and not crossed. I am not a hundred percent sold on this artist's ability to do eyes. If you look at that first, uh, I think it's like page three, where there's a hot girl in the comic store and Sam sidles over. She's a vampire. Look, look at his eyes. Look at what's go- what's what's going on there. I don't know. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't feel like it really hit the mark for me in terms of the art or the story. That doesn't necessarily make it bad. That just means it's, eh, uh, it's, it's a Dell comics, uh, movie classic. It's a, it's a classics illustrated where they have to take and put all of, you know, something into 28 pages. It's something where. The uh, the adaptation, the conglomeration, the continuation, whatever the process was, for me, stripped out enough of the charm to make it not feel like a, a successful sequel, I mm. guess, is what. Did, did you like the uh, the switch up of the dialogue where, you know, in the first in the in the movie, it was like Michael's dialogue, I think, that was running through it. And then we mm. ended up with grandpa's. um um punchline at the end, but this time it's been reversed because now it's the one thing that I can't stand about Santa Clara, uh, Santa Clara is all the damn vampire hunters. And that's your reveal of all the vampires standing around in their eighties punk rock gear. And no, I kind of hate that. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah, I did not like that. I felt like that was super forced, especially, especially, you know, since we're introduced to the society of monster hunters, on like page 12 and Union then they're, they're dead by page 17. Yeah. Union 209. Go Bears. Um, I don't know. I know that Tim Seeley knows how to 
write monster slayer adventure books. He's been doing it for years since yeah. as, as long as, as major spoilers has been around, he's been writing monsters and monster hunter books. So I have faith that he'll, he's able to tell a good story. I think the disconnect for me is that the art is while it's by itself is, is fine. Mm-hmm. I think it is a disconnect because I have no idea who any of these people are because they don't look anything like what I want my movie characters to look like in a comic book. So for I me, that- this is just kind of a, like a, I don't know, a midway it's, you know, grab it if you're really into it, but yeah. this is not a, a rush out and buy book for me. Nor for me. I feel like if this were somehow an issue of hack slash. Yeah. I think that I could, I, I would take it in that context a little bit better. And maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's just the fact that tonally it feels like it, it feels like a comic book horror story. Whereas lost boys felt more like a, an eighties coming of age tale mm. with, you know, the vampire facade or the vampire. What's the word I'm looking for? A varnish, if you will, a, Yeah, I never saw it as a coming-of-age film. I saw it as a a croissant horror comedy. Oh, no, it's definitely a coming-of-age horror comedy. Yeah, It's all about Michael and puberty and how as you age, things happen to your body and you can't control them. And you have a weird relationship with your mom because of it. And there's girls involved and also peer pressure. And the peer pressure is weird. (laughs) My... How are those maggots, Michael? <laughs> You're eating maggots. Yeah, I think because it's a first issue, you're really yeah. just trying to get into the setup of, hey, there's more vampires back in town. Now we need to spend right. the next three to five uh, issues figuring out, you know, what's the deal? I don't know. This, for some reason, didn't feel like a, a Vertigo book to me. Mm, it seems like they, they, It seems like DC shelves all of their vampire books, American Vampire um, whatnot over into the Vertigo series just because maybe there's some blood sucking going on, but this it, really it to me didn't be, feel like a, a mature reader's book. It may be Vertigo is where they put things that could go, you know, or will go dark and bloody. I don't know. Oh, I mean, I'm sure it will because when you start killing vampires, you know they'll explode, uh, they'll right. melt, they'll uh, get in your eye. You don't want it oh, to get will. in your eye. They'll burst. Yeah. Uh, Astro City is a Vertigo title, too. So, I mean, the Vertigo label is a little bit more or less homogenous than it used to be. And in some cases, it's like uh, creator-owned stuff and weird off-brand stuff. And it may just be not in the DC universe, but still kind of interesting adult-oriented. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's because only grown-up old people will read this book. I don't know, is, that Lost is Boys, part of it. Is Lost Boys still a um, a big thing for the kids? No, I for doubt the younger it. generation? I mean, I'm sure, I know Rodrigo has seen it, and I don't know if he likes it or not. I'm pretty sure Zach has seen this. What about your daughter? Think, has she seen Lost Boys? Uh, yeah. You going to let her? Yeah, I mean, there's nothing in Lost Boys that I that I haven't let her see already. There's some, I mean, well, there's some graphic. It's got 24 in it. yeah. It's got exploding it's got vampires. That one where they're in the bathtub and he's like, Blah. yeah, there is some blood and gore, but I mean, she's, she's seen some pretty horrible stuff. Yeah. I don't I think imagine. that any of the language is, is really deep. And I don't think that the horror is too horror for her. So I wouldn't have a problem with letting her watch it. Now I wouldn't let her watch it alone. 
Why not? That's the best time to watch it. I think I watched, I watched that movie by myself. It was a 4th of July weekend. My family had gone out of town. I was working. And so they all were, were out of town and I had a bunch of movies. And so I was home alone and it was like, ah, it was eight o'clock. It was like towards sundown. And I popped the Lost Boys in and watched the Lost Boys. So this would be me at like 16 or 17. Would have to be at least 16 because it came out in 87. Oh, 87. So then, yeah, it would be like 17. Yeah, it'd be like a junior year, summer, summer going into senior year. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's a thing. I mean, if I tried to watch the movie today, I think I'd have a lot more problems with it because of uh, my fondness for it at the time would yeah. be um, fighting with the, <laughs> there's all these problems with the story part of me of today. Right. Yeah. I, and I do that sometimes. I mean, even watching the film, you're just kind of like, man, that ending comes out of nowhere. Yeah. And there's like, there's like no lead up to the whole head vampire thing. It's just all of a sudden. Well, there that's supposed and... to be your big surprise, right? I mean, horror movies of the eighties, you know, beyond your Freddy Krueger's and your, and your, uh, uh Jason's and your, um, your Michael Krueger's. Myers. Um, you know, the, the horror movies were kind of ridiculous. I mean, they were there literally for jump scares so that you could make out with the person next to you. That's not true. Yeah, Friday the it 13th. was. Friday the 13th had some interesting stories for a movie or two. No, that's what I'm saying. Besides those, besides those big three, the Halloweens, the Nightmares on Elm Street, and the... Um, Your life force with... Uh, well, see, that Cap- one, Captain even that one, Car. if you watch it now, it's like laughable. But back then, that's, you know, it's, it's scare jumps to, you know, titillate and to get you to uh, make out with that, that person next to you. I don't, I, I do not support that. I cannot support that statement. Well, that's fine. I'm just saying vote for me instead. No, I mean, that would be the worst (laughs) thing. I think there's someone already running. That would be uh, a a better choice than you. (laughs) Now you have to guess which one I'm talking about. Anyway, what what is your bottom well, line I, assessment on this? My bottom line is you're doing this show alone next week. That's my <laughs> bottom line. The hell. <laughs> um, eh, I would not necessarily recommend it. I would say it's interesting to look at, especially if you've always wanted a continuation of the story of Michael and Sam and Star. And frankly, Diane Weist isn't in it. And I love Diane Weist. So if there'd been Diane Weist, maybe she'll probably show up in the next episode. Cause they did say that, uh, he was going to go, um, help his mom close up the video store. Yeah, but she won't look like Diane Weist. No, she won't. And that, you know, what's the point? Yeah. All right. Next week from dark horse comics, we have aliens life and death. Number two of a four black mm-hmm. hammer. Number four, uh, Buffy, the high school years glutton for punishment trade paperback. Or maybe I that's, get it. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Um, Department H number seven, Tomb Raider 2016 number nine, and the Weird Detective number five of five. That's the final issue of that. Uh, DC Comics says Aquaman number nine, Batman number nine, Astro City number 40, Cave Carson has a cybernetic eye number one. That's a mature reader's book. You isn't, think? That, uh, isn't that the Way Kid? Uh, yeah, Gerard Way. That's yeah, part yeah. of the Young Animals imprint mm-hmm. with Doom Patrol and... Uh, uh, Dark Knight 3, Master Race number 6 of 8, which may turn into 12 before it's all over. 
Dark Knight 8, Master Race, 13 of 52. Uh, Green Lanterns, number 9, Justice League, number 7, Superman, number 9, and Wacky Raceland, number 5. Those are some of the DC books next week. IDW Publishing has Back to the Future, number 13, Dirk Gently's big holistic uh, graphic novel trade paperback. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, Lock and Key, the Master Edition hardcover, volume 3. Those are great and fantastic just for the art and the story. Uh, We also have X-Files 2016, number 7. From IDW Publishing, Image Comics has Beauty number 11, I Hate Fairyland number 10, Mechanism number 4, Snot Girl number 1, gets a third printing. You enjoyed that, right? Or not enjoyed that? I didn't not enjoy it. Uh, There were enough troubling aspects that I don't think I'll be going back unless it turns into something pretty awesome. Was it all the moist snot? It really was, yeah. Uh, Marvel Comics has A-Force number 10, All New X-Men number 14, Black Panther number 7, Carnage number 13, Civil War 2, Kingpin number 4, Doctor Strange 13 now, Infamous Iron Man 1 now, Mighty Thor 12, Mockingbird 8, Kavuz 2, I don't know what that's supposed to be, Uh, Patsy Walker aka Hellcat number 11 now, and Spider Woman number 12. Now. In all the rest category, we have Adventure Time Comics number 4, Ancient Dreams number 3, Archie number 13, ooh that'll be fun. The Backstagers, number three. A lot of people talking about that. Um, Let's see, what else do we have? Die, Kitty, Die. Or maybe it's D Kitty, D, number one. <laughs> ah, the chairman. <laughs> J Kitty, J. Uh, Doctor ah, Who, common. the 12th Doctor, year two, number 10. Wow, that's confusing. Yeah. Uh, Let's see, Evil Dead Doctor, 2. year two, number 10. Two plus 10 is 12. You're fine. Evil Dead 2, Dark Ones Rising, number one of three. You have The Faith Ongoing, number four. Um, Hero Cats of, what is it, Stellar City, number 13. I can't wait until Faith gives up her identity so they can have an arc called Faith No More. (laughs) Uh, That would be epic. Grant Morrison's uh, Avatarix Director's Cut. I think it's Aviatrix. What is it? Aviatrix? I think it's uh, Ava, it's Av at Arex. Uh, <laughs> Wait, is that your email address? Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's Grant Morrison's secret, secret Av email address. at Arex.org. <laughs> uh, Kiss number one, that comes from Dynamite Entertainment. Lady Death Extinction Express number one. That one gets you a foil premium uh, edition, a hell bomber edition, a naughty cover, and a standard edition. The naughty Hell cover bomb. is forty dollars. The right. foil edition is twenty-five dollars. The Hell Bomber and the Standard Edition are seven ninety-nine. Is Hell Bomber a euphemism? I don't know. For, I don't know what a Hell Bomber is. For breasts, I think. I don't well, know. I may be thinking of old school Lady Death too. I uh, know so. it's still the same. Ninjack number thirty, Oblivion Trade Paperback arrives. Uh, Sherlock, a study in pink number five of six. A Simpsons Comics two thirty-three. Sweetness, number four. That's a mature reader's book. Torchwood, number two. Twilight Zone Shadow Trade Paperback. I still never read that. And we have a zombie tramp ongoing. We have a Mendoza, a Mendoza Risqué, a Prison Riot, a Prison Riot Risqué, a McKay, and a McKay Risqué. McKay Risqué? Yes. He's my favorite designer. He made this really cool dress that this girl wore. It went all the way down to the ground, right? And then way back up in the air. 
Uh, you can check out the complete list of comics coming out next week over at Majorspoilers.com and be on the lookout for the Major Spoilers staff picks where we sit down and we recommend books that we are looking forward to the most and why you might want to pick it up as well. Next week on Dueling Review... Spider-Gwen number 13. Gwen and the Mary Janes go to a haunted house for a laugh, but Earth-65's Mysterio will show them how serious a haunting can be. Spider-Gwen. You can show your support for this show and everything we do at Major Spoilers by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash majorspoilers. Remember, your contribution allows us to keep this show going. It pays for our growing costs. It gives us a motivation to produce more content for you. And depending on your funding level, you get cool things in return. That's all over at patreon.com slash majorspoilers. Thank you so much for checking out Dueling Review this week, and we will talk with you next time. And you're going to hear Matthew say... Reaganomics! This podcast is copyright 2016 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.